You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. You know, many, many years ago, I agreed to help somebody move. You know, it was a brutal Austin summer, four flights of stairs. Fortunately, one of this uh, person's friends showed up to help us. And while we were taking a break, this person admitted to me that they were a vampire. Hmm. Now, obviously, I looked at them a bit askance because who tells anybody that? Uh, And he looked at me like, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. It's nothing like that. You know, we don't bite people or things like that. Me and my partners, sexual and otherwise, uh, we have a consensual, you know, agreement that I may drink their blood. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. Huh. I, I just came here to move a couch, but here we are having this conversation. And I'm looking at this guy, and he's like six foot, kind of hairy little bit schlubby, long curly hair, mustache, beard, uh, with an old faded t-shirt and cargo shorts in the middle of a day on a hundred degree summer, Jeez. drenched in sweat. Nobody could have looked less like a vampire, and he must have known I was thinking that, because he looked at me and then said almost sheepishly, I don't normally dress like this. <laughs> yeah, because that's the problem. Usually, I wear a top hat and a jabot. Yes, I left my brooch at home. I'm like, wow, top hat and jabot. Just when you think you've understood everything there is to understand about vampire lore, you learn some new variant. And here, today, we're discussing a brand new horror film called The Boys from County Hell, which takes its very own unique angle on the vampire legend. The question is whether it worked or not. And to help me break this down, I am joined by LeWayne. Hey, how's it going? And the other Marco, Ja Marco. Hello. What's going on? How you doing? Here to talk about vampires, so... Irish vampires. Uh, the only thing I never could stand about Ireland is all the goddamn vampires. I know. <laughs> if you study vampire lore, uh, I'm sure you could find some legends that trace back to Ireland, but I've never come across one. This is the story of a very rural village called Six Mile Hill. Its claim to fame, such as it is is that many years ago, Bram Stoker spent the night and did some research regarding a local legend about vampires, then fucks off back to London where he completely gets the legend wrong, rewrites the whole damn thing, sets it in Transylvania, and doesn't even so much as mention Six Mile Hill. So the locals are kind of miffed about that. The only thing they've really got going for them is that they get a little bit of tourism because somebody discovered this footnote about Bram Stoker's stay. They have a pub called the Stoker and a pile of rocks, a cairn, which presumably marks the last resting place of a horrible vampire called Abernacht. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, I think you got it. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Now the village is under attack from progress because a new highway is being built through it 
and all the villagers are going to have their farms repossessed and plowed over, including this pile of cairns. Which, right away, you've seen horror movies. You guys know what's going to happen the minute they knock that cairn over. Uh Uh-oh. What do you mean they knocked over something treasure to the (laughs) small town? (laughs) That couldn't result in anything bad. The one thing you should never knock over, yeah, we're going to knock it over. (laughs) One of our cast members, uh, played by Jack Rowan, is Eugene Moffat. He's a local kid who's basically decided not to go to college, and he started the apprenticeship on becoming the local town drunk and Mm -hmm. 'er ne'er-do-well. His father, Francie, played by Nigel O'Neill, has got the contract to knock over all of these homes. He's got a demolition company. His son really doesn't want to do anything about it. All he wants to do is hang out in the pub and lure gullible tourists to go see this pile of rocks. (laughs) It's kind of a fun premise. Uh, and like I said, there's some new stuff here. What did you guys think about it? Eh, that was fun. No. <laughs> uh, a ringing endorsement from Jamarco. <laughs> That's a glowing review. Eh. <laughs> that was all right. No, um, yeah, I agree with you everything you were saying. I think what captured me about this movie is, like you said, it's a new twist on the vampire mythos that we haven't seen before. Or I haven't seen in this light, because... One of the things that kind of led me to, the, like, one of the most glaring, I, I would say the most obvious um, parallels I saw, this was Shaun of the Dead, was this, you know, small English country being overrun by some supernatural force, but they know everything about it. So it's like, oh, yeah, Dracula wouldn't do that. Or, yeah, that didn't happen in a book. That's not how you kill a vampire. So that's where my mind went to it as a young lad, as they would say in um, Ireland. But um, the thing about this... Uh, um, I got from a movie, it was like, this is a story where the side characters are far more interesting than the main characters, because I kind of find Eugene to be a little bit of a dick <laughs> sometimes. I was like, come on, man, can you just relax? Although, uh, Francie ain't nothing nice either. No. Although Nigel O'Neill is doing a great job as Francie, who is sort of the embodiment of tough love. Yes. Uh, he's the dad who's never going to say he's proud of you. He's never going to be nice He's just going to bust your balls from day one. At one point, uh, Eugene tries to give him a hug, and he pushes him away. He says, what are you, five? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, he's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of little fun side characters in here. Notably, Nigel O'Neill as the dad, Francie, and also Michael Ho- Huff, I hope I'm saying that name right, as his buddy SP, uh, another layabout. One night, one of Eugene's friends says, you know what, I'm getting out of this town. They're pissed drunk, they walk across a field, and then they are attacked by a homicidal loose bull, because that kind of thing happens all the time, I guess, in the country. This gets the uh, poor young man impaled against the cairn, and as soon as blood hits those stones, you know something will be unleashed. Then things happen that I don't completely understand. (laughs) Yeah, that's where it kind of loses me, (laughs) kind of goes off the rails a tad bit. Uh, especially with all the vampire logistics, like, okay, so, because the story goes, anyone who is scratched by this, uh, how to say, Karen, I don't speak Irish, but anyone who touches these magic vampire stones automatically becomes a vampire. Now, it doesn't always follow that rule because a bunch of vampires show up. <laughs> so you're just kind of like, did they touch the stone? Did they get bitten? How does it work? Where, who, where's the stone? Are there other stones? What, what, like, it just... It, it kind of falls over itself to me, personally. 
you can't tell me that there hasn't been some goth kid sometime in all the time that this thing has existed that hasn't been like, dude, let's do a ritual out there and like <laughs> cut themselves and bled on that already, right? Oh, yeah. There's some kids who listen to way too much Bauhaus and just got freaky on that pile of rocks. Something should have happened by now. I can tell you right now, there's some goth chicks I knew when I was a kid. I would definitely be like, hey, you want to go out to the thing? And how has that not already happened, you know? There you go. Hey, you want to see this can real quick? Well, they managed <laughs> to avoid the bull all this time. That's what happened. That's just it, though. It, the, we call them vampires, and I think that's even what they refer to them as, and they, you know, and all that stuff. But, like, it consumes blood and has some sort of blood magic, you know, that it can use. Other than that, it's it's just undead and drinks blood. And I guess that's enough to be a vampire? The other weird wrinkle, which is not always consistent, is that when the vampire is in your presence, people just start to spontaneously bleed out of all of their orifices. Which I guess the vampire then just goes and sucks up. I mean, I don't know. Easy kill, I guess? Yeah, it's very inconsistent, but the effects are quite good, I thought. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're actually genuinely unsettling, in spite of all the comedy. Yeah, there are some visuals in here that had me kind of like, ooh, I, I need to see yeah, that. Yeah, you don't want to see old folks with shit bleeding out of their eyes and stuff. It's it's freaky. Yeah, it's grody. And they really do a great job, I think, with Abernock when we finally see the vampire. I think they were really committed to doing this as practically as possible. Yeah, one of the things about it that was sort of weird you just talked about seeing him, and there's the description of him that they, when they're trying to call the cops, but they don't really know what to say, tall with dark skin. <laughs> like, what I did like was the cops' reply, which is, Eugene, we are a welcoming community. <laughs> That's one of the best jokes in the movie. But one of the things about that, though, because we all talked about how none of us know Gaelic, right? But like I said, I went down the rabbit hole looking up this story. One of the things that the name Abertok means is small or dwarf. Oh. And I'm like, wait, hold on. And, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff that goes in with it, but he was basically like a, a monstrous warrior king, and he died or was killed, and then he got back up again demanding blood. So what you're saying is he's like that Chumbawamba song. He gets knocked down, he gets up again, he has a <laughs> yeah. cider drink, he has a blood yeah, drink. Yeah. Songs to remind him of the good times, songs to remind him of the bad times. You know, they all <laughs> Yes, exactly. But the thing is, in this version, they basically can't be killed. The best you can do is what they did, which is stick them underground under a way that keeps them down, and that was it. And I'm like, well, that could be potentially a frightening thing. You've got something you can't kill, but eh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it is one of the things about the movie in that, like I said, it is sometimes inconsistent, but also it really does have a lot of fun with the lore, because we find out that most of the locals, it seems, especially our main character and his friends, they're absolutely uninterested in Dracula. I mean, sure. they, they don't, they've never, he admits, I've never read Dracula. I think I've maybe seen one of the movies. So once <laughs> vampires start showing up, they're like, well, we just got to wait until it gets light. Or, well, we just got to put a stake yeah, in the heart. All the right. And they're like, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> you know? It's like, that Sunlight, one. not working. What, yeah. how do you, yeah. It's like that moment from Return of the Living Dead where the guy's like, you mean the movie lied? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how it would be if the actual zombie vampire apocalypse were to happen. We'd be like, shit, all these movies, all these comics, they taught us nothing. Yeah. Which I genuinely enjoyed that aspect. Yeah. I thought that's fresh. That's an original take. That's going throw out everything you thought you knew about vampires. It's all made up. We're getting down to the real deal. 
and it's not going to be what you expect. Exactly. But I don't know that they always succeed. At some point, and we're kind of glossing over the plot because it is pretty basic, it turns out that, as I said before, Eugene and Francie are kind of uh, an estranged father and son. The father thinks the son is just a total fuck-up. And the son, meanwhile, just is sort of shiftless, aimless, has no real goals or ambitions. All he does is hang around uh, the old house that his mother left behind and finds one day a skull uh, in somewhere embedded in like the basement and realizes that his family may or may not have a connection to this ancient story. That could have been a lot more interestingly told, mm -hmm. I thought. Jamarco mentioned Shaun of the Dead, and this does try to have some of that energy. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like a bunch of like just local lads in over their head and trying to deal with the supernatural and kind of being smart asses about it. It's not as funny as that. It's still an amusing story. I thought the character actors were all really good. I, I just wanted a little bit more from this movie. I think it was like two or three drafts away from being something really special because I think all of the elements are there. And to talk any further about it would require me to go into spoilers. Uh, and I don't want to review the movie I wanted to see. I want to review the movie I actually saw. Gotcha. On that note, let's start rolling into final thoughts. Jamarco, put a stake in this beast for us. Uh, actually, I'm more of a, you know, silver bullet guy. That's werewolves. I thought it worked for that. Anyway, we'll have this discussion later. These movies are all bullshit. We're completely misinformed. Why didn't they teach us this in school? Uh, we wasted our time with algebra when we should have been learning how to take down the undead. <laughs> Sunlight. Crucifixes. Turns out none of that stuff works. Exactly. How do you make garlic bombs? Anyway, so... Boys from County Hell, uh, let's start with the good, the bad, and the ugly. So the good, like you said, I enjoyed the character actors. I thought the dynamic between Francie and Eugene was great. I, we didn't shout out Claire. She was fantastic. She was one of my favorite characters. Uh, just a no-nonsense uh, Irish girl, or what is it, a lass who really takes care of business. I enjoyed the, the emotional beats were pretty um, effective, cause especially... Uh, for all the horror fans out there, if you're going into this thinking it's just going to be a straight up gore fest for two hours, this is not the movie for you. It's it's although there are some scares, some pretty cheap jump scares, it's mainly just focusing on this small clutter of family trying to go against some supernatural forces with some scares in there intertwined. The bad kind of goes into my last point. Me being a horror fiend, I thought there's going to be a lot more scariness. That was pretty tame compared to what I used to watch or I have watched. So. I just wish, you know, like there's a little bit more continuity. There's a little bit more vampires being vampires and the magic stone being explained and Eugene's past being linked to this skull. There's a lot of questions left unanswered. But uh, like Marco said, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun to be had. There's a lot of great, a uh, lot of great uh, action, a lot of great story to be told, a lot of great just little in jokes. If you're a big vampire Bram Stoker fan. It, there are Bram Stoker's fans. But um, with that being said, I'm going to give this 6 out of 10 pints of your finest Irish ale. Louay, care to shed some light on the subject? You know that really the, the sunlight thing only became a thing because of the movies, and they had to figure out a way to actually kill it. Yep, which was a nice little tidbit they added in there. Oh, <laughs> damn it, Universal. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I, I agree with you. I think it needs another pass or two on the script just to... Just to tighten some things, or maybe even just clarify some stuff for people who don't know this 
because a lot of things I know about this, I didn't know until after I'd seen the movie when I went to go look it up. And if they're meant to be important, maybe sprinkle those in there because we don't all know these legends. The high point is probably if you're somebody who complains about how all horror movies are alike or you're tired of not seeing something different, this is at least something a little different. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, we reference Shaun of the Dead. It's not really that, but that's the closest approximation. It's 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 a horror movie with some comedy, and it's it's got a creature you don't see a lot. And like I said, one of the things that to me is always interesting is you have a creature you effectively can't kill. Right. So how are you supposed to deal with it, especially when you're in the middle of nowhere? It's got a few weaknesses. I agree with you. I like Claire. She was super competent. It's fine enough. Um, I'm going to give it... Uh, Three out of five welcoming communities. <laughs> to reiterate some of the things you guys have said, there's a lot of fun here. I think it is a bit of a fresh take. I've never seen a vampire story like this. I've never seen vampire lore uh, handled quite this way. This is actually that rare film that I wouldn't mind if there were a sequel to this because I think they could build on it, right. make something better, solidify some of what this lore is about. I think they came up with some really cool ideas, but didn't always know how to tie it all together. Mm -hmm. But they were clearly intent on doing something that was unlike any other vampire film you've ever seen. And I got to admit, you know, I, I went down my list of, oh, it's another, it's your typical guys in Ireland fighting a, a vampire who lives under a pile of rocks and makes people spontaneously bleed and can't be killed. <laughs> uh, yeah. I realized I don't have any list like that. Uh, this is the only one, so I have to give it credit for that. But yeah, I do wish they had done a couple more drafts. Uh, this is exclusively available now on Shudder, or at least will be probably by the time you're hearing this. And I do think it's worth checking out. If you want some vampire films, you want to see something that's made on a modest budget, uh, but done very competently. Some of the action is staged quite well. I think of the gore is generally really good. Uh, there's some fresh takes on the vampire mythos and some images that are actually unsettling and occasionally some comedy that genuinely works. We mentioned Shaun of the Dead, not so much because it's as funny as Shaun of the Dead, but like Shaun of the Dead, I think it's trying to take a supernatural horror film, but injecting a lot of heart into that story. And I think it does that. I think there's a lot of heart here. Mm -hmm. I wish it had used a little bit more of its brains, though. It's too bad. There's a lot here uh, to work with. I'm going to give this... Six and a half bloody legs sticking out of someone's chest. <laughs> well done. And on that note, it's almost midnight. It's almost that time when I have to crawl back into my coffin for my little nightly dirt nap. <laughs> so, gentlemen, what should you do if you meet a real vampire? Stick to the heart. Probably die. See if he knows how to count. No. None of those work. All the movies are bullshit. What you do is you convince that fucker to come help you move a couch up three flights of stairs in the middle of summer. I guarantee you, you'll never see that guy again. 